We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we are recording this at 7 a.m., day after the draft. That was a fun draft party last night. Yeah, I mean, shout out to everyone coming through. Um, a lot of people came right when the doors opened. I thought that was amazing. Um, people usually like to wait until the last possible second. But thanks, uh, everyone, for coming. It was, it was awesome to see uh, just how many people would show up. It was great. Thank you, Standard Deviant, for hosting us. 4 p.m. on a Thursday is not the easiest yeah. time, uh, but it came yeah. together. We're going to do another party like that. Maybe opening night, maybe. Well, next time we do it, it won't be at 4 on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was awesome. Um, and uh, let's get into it. I mean, the crowd reaction to the picks last night was uh, something to behold. I, I didn't know how people were going to feel, Sam, but uh, <sighs> Warriors made two picks. And each time, actually, you know what? The first crazy reaction that we got was pick four. Pick four. Yeah, let's start there. It got insane. It got insane, yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little surprised at the lack of trade activity yesterday. I I wasn't convinced the Warriors were going to make a trade, but I thought it would be a much more active draft day. Looks like everyone was bluffing. If if I had a read on it, I think everyone... Teams are starting to get sick of paying those uh, overpay prices where you throw like 10 picks to get one thing type of thing. <laughs> but yeah, Toronto takes Scotty Barnes, number four, and that kind of sets off a chain of events, which gets yeah. us to the Warriors at number seven, choosing between James Booknight, Franz Wagner, and Jonathan Kuminga. They took Jonathan Kuminga, and I guess the the first the first thing to say here is I mean, he does have a chance to be a superstar. He has all the tools. Six seven wing might be six eight to be honest. Uh, really strong. Can pass. Can dribble. Can shoot a little bit. It's got to work out the shot a little bit. Has a chance to be a two way monster. Um, I mean, you you hear scouts saying like has a chance to be Kawhi Leonard, which I think is insane. But you also hear like Siakam, Harrison Barnes, just. You know, so three <laughs> totally different players. <laughs> what we're saying but is that's he's the a very, yep. very raw wing with physical tools. Yeah. And it brings up the first, the first thing you have to think of when you hear that is 19 year old raw project 
And we know this roster has an MVP caliber player in Steph Curry, uh, along with two other Hall of Famers, one coming off of two injuries in Clay Thompson. How does this fit in? What are they doing? So first off, Josh Giddy went six, which is insane. I, I don't know why that happened, um, but shout out to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I thought they would take one of these, these athletic guys for sure. So there, there's one thing that I thought was interesting. The second part is right before the night started, Russell Westbrook got traded to the Lakers. And I, I bring this up when talking about the Warriors because I don't think the trade's going to work out. It could be good, but the Lakers said, we only got a year left of LeBron or two years. We're going to go get this guy that we think is going to help us win a championship, whether it's going to work or not, whatever, <laughs> right? But La- it's Russell La- Westbrook. He's laughable. a superstar. He is a superstar. They gave up some stuff. They didn't in give up like 18 only, first. He's not a superstar. But they went in. They went in and got a guy. They made a trade for a guy. And, and, and when I look at this pick, that's what I think about. It's, well, cool. Great. Kaminga could be awesome. Everything you just said could be Kawhi Leonard. Could be Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's got a similar story. Like, he could be all these things. Great. What, where is the move that you're saying, all right, well, LeBron's 39 years old. He's only got a couple years left. <laughs> Make it happen, right? Where is that move? They are saying it's not there, right? Bob Myers, of course, is going to say it's not there. It's his job to say it's yeah, not can there. Yeah, we, can we talk about Bob real quick? Yeah, that's I'm, the part that frustrates me, too. I'm not um, taking too much from his quotes, mm-hmm. to, be, to be perfectly frank. Like, there's no incentive for him to publicly tell people, like, oh, oh we're no. desperately yeah. trying to trade the picks, you know? Oh, no, yeah. He's got to sell. Like, and as we found out, the Warriors do love to sell. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but with that said, it's like, um, it is worth noting, the Warriors, who we think have a couple more years of contention with Steph Curry as a focal point, to ha- the draft has passed and they've done nothing to put themselves closer there. Now it's worth noting. Right. So if you Bradley, are a, Beal, Bradley Beal didn't yeah. get traded, Pascal Siakam didn't get traded. Um, who else do we think's potentially on the trade market? Uh, Zach Levine did not get traded. It's not like they passed on these players yet. So if anything, we're still in a holding pattern. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I'm with you there. I, I guess I brought us on a tangent. It was just frustrating to see if you're a light years organization and you're, you're what you end up with with two awesome first round picks, you get a once in a life, once in a lifetime, two lottery picks as a contending team and you just end up using them. It's not really light years. Like, that's not really like that's yeah, but how like, valuable are these picks. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga is pretty valuable. I mean, is he? We're going to talk about him in a second. Is he? I think why so. Did, why didn't as a he, trade chip? I think did, so. Why didn't he go higher? I think so. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I mean, Josh Giddy went six. I mean, that he should. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just. I mean, I, that's. that's I probably that, took to me. That's not really someone. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Anyway, let's get back on Kuminga here. So I guess here's what we know about him. As much as we think he's raw, we're going off of 13 games in February in the G League bubble. I'll give you the counterpoint. LaMelo Ball in Australia did not look in, in the same amount of games. And I think somewhere between 11 to 13 games. When I watched him Australia, I'm like, that dude is so far away from being an NBA player. And then lo and behold, we saw how he looked beginning of the NBA. Do you think something like that's possible for Kaminga? Do you think it's possible? Maybe we're overrating what was 13 games. And let's be real. Five or six of them were just awful. Five or six of them were okay, and then he had like two to three games, which were really, really nice. I I don't see them Lamelo compare. I think it's a Wiseman comparison. Wiseman played what two games before uh, he he was in the NBA. I think this is that scenario. It's the exact same scenario to me. I, I mean, he could play basketball, and then we're going to see a different story. But as far as I'm concerned, I love Wiseman's athleticism and potential. I love Kaminga's athleticism and potential. I would have picked them, Sam, at seven. Like that's a great pick. Like you you don't pass up on a guy like that at seven. But just like Wiseman, he's ready to play basketball in 2037. Like that, that's that's I, the thing. I yeah, I guess the the counter to my Lamelo point is mm-hmm. Lamelo always had basketball feel. Like mm. there was never an issue with feel. Incredible. Kuminga, it's raw tools, but you're not sure if he has any sort of feel. Like he's a guy who tries to go into his move when he should pass the ball. A lot of a lot of the same things we saw with Wiseman. Where you're like, I know he has talent. I think he's going to eventually become a player. He does not know how to play five on five basketball. He knows how to do one on one moves in an empty gym. And um, oh, and they look great though. They look yeah. great. By the way, I think <laughs> that's Wiseman. Why, I think that's, that's why what I call him. I think that's why Giddy went ahead of him. To be honest with you, I mm. I personally liked yeah. Giddy. I was coming around on him at the number seven pick because I'm like, dude, he's six nine with that kind of feel. He's gonna be a good player. That's that's a that's a fourteen though. Like that that that's that's I think my he's thing. A lot better than that. I mean, you the just 14. you just don't find six nine guys who have that kind of playmaking ability. 
yeah, the athleticism is mediocre, but being six nine matters. It's yeah. I mean, you can big... only play make so much if you can't get to the hole. But we're we're not here to talk giddy anyway. We're yeah, not yeah. we're not debating giddy. Um, um, Let's get back I, on Kuminga here. here I, okay, so you you make a few points I'm curious about because everybody is saying he's not ready to play basketball. Okay, so we found out about Wiseman that he's not ready to play basketball. How true do we think that? Not Kuminga, on a not on a team that has like playoff yeah, aspirations. <laughs> yeah, his quotes were great. I mean, Wiseman's quotes were great too. But Kaminga was saying like, "Hey, you know, I feel like I'm ready to play." Of course, he's going to say that. Um, but you know, I'm curious. We're going to see him play next week in Sacramento. He is and, going to play. I, and then presume. the week after in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. no reason to believe he's not going to play at both of those. <laughs> Wiseman didn't play, right? Wiseman didn't well, have. There those. wasn't even one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, he could and, and I want to note this. Tomorrow, well, today, player development staff, Kenny Atkinson, uh, Jama, yeah. and uh, Milajevic are setting uh, Kuminga and Moody up with a development plan something Wiseman did not get. It's becoming clear to me the Warriors' big move might be their development staff. And that's what they're banking on. They're banking on if we bring in some coaches who know what they're doing and these guys have a normal offseason, maybe Kuminga is more ready to go than James Wiseman was last year. That That is the gamble. I... I guess I'm on the fence about it. I do think he has a shot to be more ready than Wiseman, but there's a big difference between being more ready than Wiseman and being where you want players uh, on the wings to be around Steph Curry. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's a good more thing. ready than Wiseman, not more ready than Wiseman. Better. I think it's a good thing. I, I, I'm actually, I'm very optimistic about that. Um, them picking up player development coaches and, and putting resources there and f- figuring out how to get their young guys better. Because you know why? If you don't, you end up trading for guys like Andrew Wiggins, who's a very good basketball player, but costs $38 million. Like, that's what happens when you can't develop players. Um, you, if yeah, you, you end up paying three times as much because... what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But what? And it's like, he's cool, but he's not $38 million worth. So I think this is great in terms of what you're seeing, the player development guys, I think that's awesome. If they can get Kaminga and Wiseman and, and Moody, maybe less. So we'll, we'll get to Moody here, but, but Moody like, also they, Moody's a teenager. I mean, 19? he has, he has more feel than those guys, but I he like still has Moody. a lot. He has a lot of work to do too. Big fan. But, okay. Let's get to it now because the crowd, I mean, last night we, uh, at the show, people eh, lukewarm on Kaminga. I think people wanted the pick to be traded. And then, uh, when when Moody was there at 14 and they announced him, I I swear I thought Steph hit a three to win the NBA Finals game. I I, I don't I don't really don't know. We had people standing on the benches and, and cheering. It was amazing for <laughs> for uh, a selection of Moses Moody. Sam, what did you think about that at 14? So I like the pick. I think it's value. I we've been saying it the entire pre-draft process. Everyone at seven feels like you're taking them too high, and everyone at 14 feels like a steal. If they took Moody at seven, I'd be like, eh, that's a really like low ceiling buy at seven. But at 14, I'm like, whoa, they got a deal. You know, that's kind of how I felt. I I do like the pick. Moody at worst, I think, is going to end up being a good rotation wing. Um, But I do want to kind of pause people and point out like he was he is a teenager. Just because he appears more pro ready does not mean he is pro ready. 
You know, the only guys I think are really pro ready are like Duarte and Murphy because they're a little older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think? What do you think of the pick? I, I was a, um, I was a huge fan just cause throughout the draft process, he felt like someone that, um, had projectable NBA skills. The only projectable NBA skill Kaminga has, in my opinion, is that he's really long. I don't even know if that's a skill. That's just, you're just born that way. Um, with Moses Moody, it's, he has outlier shoot. physical traits. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. But with Moody, it's like, okay, he can shoot and, and you can project that to be an NBA skill. He's long too. Um, he's got good, he's slow as hell. That's kind of the other thing where I'm kind of worried about it, where it's like, oh, God, it's like another giddy thing here. I'm looking at a big guy that can't move, but um, maybe, maybe he, he creates some type of handle at some point. That's, that's Kenny Atkinson's job. Um, but I think that's a guy at 14 where I was a little bit uncertain about them taking Duarte, which is, which is more like 24. You kind of get what you get there with Moses Moody. There's still a lot of projection to go. Like he is not, the guy that he's not going to be this guy uh, at minimum. I, at minimum, I feel like that he's going to be a 40% three point shooter might not happen year one yeah. might not even happen year two, but like the shot looks too nice. Uh, 80 plus percent from the line in college. Yeah, he's gonna be able to hit threes at, at a high clip in that. He won't be clay Thompson newsflash there's only one clay thompson he won't be steph curry because there's one steph curry but he should be a better shooter long term than let's say wiggins baysmore and some of the guys that words out on the wings uh the past few years i i also found it interesting that in high school he was a role player as afacini came on and talked about it a little bit i mean that's like one of the most stacked high school teams so, absurd yeah. Right, like absurd, which is which well, you Kate never was, see a guy like that though like a, a lottery guy that's a role player in high school and a lottery, but I think that bodes well in, I think, the mentality of who he's going to play with, right? Because he's going to play with with Steph, Draymond, and Clay. That, he's going to be a, a role player. That is a great yeah. point. He knows how to play off of great players, yes. which, um, yeah. you know, th- it could change for Kuminga, but to date, he has not shown that he knows how to play off of great players. The same way James Wiseman, right. you know, James Wiseman at times thought he was the star of the show, you know, always wanted to go to his move instead of like keeping it simple. Um, I don't know if that's a skill, but like, he's just a little more mature as a basketball player, even though they're both the same age, Moody's definitely a little more mature in terms of playing five on five basketball, which is ultimately helpful. They, they do need someone who can contribute next year. Um, what yeah. grade do you give yeah. the warriors on these picks? I know you're disappointed. They didn't make a trade. But I want to keep bringing this up. No one's made a trade yet. I, I, I want to save the disappointment for when Pascal Siakam gets traded to Portland or like Beal gets <laughs> traded to like Fair New enough. York or something. Until those guys are moved, those moves are still, you know, they're still balls in the air, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think that's another conversation about James Wiseman. Like, I don't think they want to trade the guy. Um, but greats, greats, Kabinga. I, if you're telling me that, I can't grade it based on trades. I give that pick an A. That's an A. I mean, that that I feel like is one of the most talented guys in the entire draft. Top four talent. Four, five. And he slipped a few spots. And anytime that happens, who else were you going to take at that position? Franz Wagner? Like, Franz Wagner, that's a guy that you get in the in, as a vet min guy. Like, the Warriors are trying to get Nick Batum in three days, Sam. Like, that's Franz Wagner. But I don't know if you want to take that at seven. So I give it an A. I give it an A. I, yeah, I, give it an a. I think Franz Wagner is better than that. But um, 
Franz Wagner will never be option one or option two on a contender. Uh, He has a chance to be like an Iguodala type, like, dude, this guy just makes all the winning plays. But uh, it's highly unlikely um, Franz Wagner will ever be like the guy who gets you 25 points you build your offense around. Kuminga and maybe Booknight were the only guys on the board who had the potential to be players you could build a team around. I give it in. I give it an A minus. I I just don't know what else their options were without knowing what trades. Did you want Book Knight? Is that why? Too? I do like Book Knight uh, a little yeah. more than Kuminga. Um, I did too. Uh, I think there's a little less. There's a little less gamble there. He's a little. He understands how to play basketball just a little bit more yeah. than Kuminga. But I'm not mad at the Kuminga pick at all. Um, it just is what it is. I think what we're mad about is we want the Warriors to put a better team on the floor next year. And at least last night during the draft, they didn't address those needs. They did not. You know, they, did, they didn't do anything yeah. that's yeah. going to help the 2021-2022 Warriors. What about the Moody pick? What grade do you give that? Oh, I just, I just, the guy with the highest upside at that moment, I thought, um, with, with skills that I think could make him a rotational basketball player in year two, year three, I think... A plus, in my opinion, that that was the pick. Now, I guess the only only little issue I have with both of these picks is it'd be nice if they had drafted someone who can get to the hole a little bit, who can create their own they shot a little yeah, bit. They didn't address that need. Did not really care about that. Maybe it's, they it's, feel like actually Kuminga Kuminga might be able to be that guy. To be honest, but then um, like it's book night, right? If you're gonna pick one of those guys at that upside upside seven pick, and you want a guy who can create their own shot, then you pick book night. But you're right. Kaminga could be that guy. Um, but I was thinking more guard player, guard-ish at that position. True. So neither of these guys kind of do that. But wings, like you can never have enough wings. I think Atlanta does a very good job of this. You can never have enough wings. So I, I thought, you know, no center here, no undersized guard here. I thought it was great. Um, if there's no other options and you pick and you had to pick at seven or 14, I think the Warriors did the best they could. Yeah. I mean, so now we got to get to the bigger issue. The the, the issue is not Jonathan Kuminga, just as the issue wasn't James mm-hmm. Wiseman. The issue is Steph Curry's 33 years old. And one of there's, there's what five players in the NBA who are good enough to be the best player in a title team, yes. five or six, something like that. He's one of them. Ugh. He is one of them. Yeah. And they do not have a roster that's anywhere close to competing for a title. So that's where I think the disappointment is. And that's not Jonathan Kuminga's fault. That's just kind of something the Warriors have to figure out. So maybe we should transition to that right now. Free agency starts on Sunday. Um, the Warriors are going to be active. What do you think the Warriors can even do? Because they don't have a lot of options. They have a taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about $6 million. They have obviously vet minimum guys. Maybe you get Kent Bazemore back on a vet minimum. Um, and they can maybe generate a tax, uh, a traded player exception with Kelly Oubre. Other than that, there's not many options unless you're talking about actually trading players on the roster. Let's start with Kelly Oubre. Um, actually, first off, uh, great suit. Moses Moody last night. Great suit. And then Jonathan Kamiga speaks four languages. So those two things, I'm going to say A++, Sam, after that. Um, okay. Uh, Kelly Oubre, I think, is where we need to start because that's the largest salary slot 
that the Warriors can use. The, the tax payment level is, is $5 million, right? $6 million. To Kelly Bray, 14 5.9, 6 mil. So that's the move, right? That's the move. That That's a problem because you need a couple of things to happen, right? You need Kelly Oubre to want to help you out, which I don't know why he would do that. You want the other team to want Kelly Oubre. <laughs> uh, I don't know why they would do that. And then you want to want a player on the team that Kelly Oubre is going to. So that's a big issue. But Sam, if they if they just let Kelly walk off with nothing, then that's that's. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the more likely scenario is you get a TPE for Ubre, okay, and then you're you're looking at other teams' rosters trying to generate a trade. Maybe you attach a first round pick to the TPE to get someone like how you got Ubre. The Boston Celtics did that last year, also with Evan Fournier. They got a TPE for Gordon Hayward going out of town. They sat on it. They traded first round pick to get Evan Fournier from the Orlando Magic, who ended up helping them a little on the wing. That's kind of what I think the Warriors can do there. But that's not a free agency market thing. That's a trade no, market thing. Yeah. Then you're going to have to wait even if you do that, right? So that's 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 one thing there. I think that's important. The Warriors need to sort that out. The other part is if they end up doing that, Joe Lacob's going to have to pay some money. And I don't know if he's willing to do that um, for that selection. So that's that's one thing. Uh, that now let's is- let's talk tax player mid-level exception. So yeah. the the name that most Warrior fans have circled is Nicholas Batum. I don't know how realistic that is um, because they haven't made a trade yet. I, I I feel like if they made the big trade and got a Siakam or a Beal, then they would get Batum in a ring chasing mode being like, you know what? They got Steph Curry. They got Siakam. They got clay come back from injury. I could really help that team out. That seems like a team that could compete with the nets, the Lakers for a title right now. It's just Steph Curry and you're praying clay Thompson comes back healthy. So do you think Batum's even a realistic option? Yeah. Realistic maybe <clears throat> isn't the way to put it right. Cause he's kind of primo. He's the best of the free agency crop that that's a ring chaser. He's there's nobody better. That's why we bring him up every the day. Best of, the best of the taxpayer mid-level options. Yeah. yeah nobody better out there. Um, and, and honestly, he's better than a lot of the guys that maybe could get big money because the guys that big, big money aren't role players on contending teams. That's what the warriors are looking for. That's what they need. I'm sorry. Chewbacca's probably up there though. He was hurt. Um, I, I, I don't think Ibaka's opting out of his deal. Oh, so. he's got nine mil again, play option. Yeah. yeah. Take that. That, with that back Scratch injury, that. it's probably better for him to, to <laughs> not opt out. Scratch that. Um, yeah, if I'm Batum, why wouldn't I go to LA? Uh, the Lakers. Like, well, that's a team that I brought this up earlier. Like, they were chasing a championship. I mean, because he doesn't, Westbrook Batum just came to town. <laughs> well, he doesn't care about shooting or anything like that, right? He just wants to win a title. As far as I, I mean, he played with Marcus he's, he's also and, like not that guy. He's Paul a guy to get Kawhi you Leonard. like, like I don't. he's like the guy to get you seven points, four <laughs> assists, five rebounds. Like he's a, he's a perfect glue guy, really. So um, yeah. why not go to Phoenix? And, and so if I were him, yeah, why not that's, go to that's, Milwaukee? I think, that's I think the question. Is yeah. If you're the warrior, unless he lo- unless Draymond did a number on him in Japan, I guess I guess Batum is playing. He's actually playing, so I guess there's that. But um, I, do I don't know how realistic that one is. I do think if the Warriors made one big move, he would be into it because I think he's the type of player who's really into the Warriors' playing style because it fits his game. Yeah, um, Batum. I mean, that's a player that I've always loved, um, and I and I Steve Kerr probably wants him more than he wants. Kaminga. So, <laughs> so some other um, some some other names I want to throw out there who maybe they could get in that same range. 
Rudy Gay, Otto Porter, Avery Bradley, Josh Richardson, Patty Mills. Um, some wings there, also some guards there. So let's talk about the wings. Any of those names jump out to you as someone you'd like to see on this roster? One problem with those guards is that you have Jordan Poole. Any of those. So let's talk about that. the wings first. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, uh, Rudy Gay. It sounds like he's going to be on the team. No, I'm not, I don't know, but it just sounds like he's someone that is preordained to play on the Warriors. They came from, from pop system. Well, he's been playing in pop system. So he knows how it works. It's similar to, to Steve Kerr's. And uh, I think he's a perfect fit. Rudy Gay is a perfect fit. Perfect vet guy for the, the wings that the Warriors have. The, the young wings like Kaminga and Moody. Um, he would be a great mentor for a Moody, locker actually. room. Shout out locker room adult. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what I just thought of? Rudy Gay, who I think is a great fit. I think the Warriors should get and maybe will get is his early career play. Probably going to be like Kaminga late career play. Very similar to Moses Moody in, in terms of what I think he's going to be. So maybe I'm wrong, but I think like when I think of Rudy Gay's two careers, one is a shoot, shoot first wing that shoots way too much volume guy uh, in a terrible system, uh, Kaminga. Uh, and then you get Moses Moody, who's a great role player um, and, and plays defense and shoots a little bit. So I think that I just kind of I just kind of crack myself up, Sam. Uh, but yes, Rudy Gay, I think great fit. Great fit. The name I'm really interested in that I mentioned is Otto Porter. I think Otto Porter has a chance to be this year's Nicholas Batum. Oh, God. I think he's off of a couple bad years with injuries, with being asked to be something he isn't. Hear me out on this one. Otto Porter, excellent shooter, legitimate 6'8", 6'9". Like, him and Rudy Gay are actually 6'9". They're actually big wins. They're not... They're not 6'4", claiming they're 6'6". You know, they're like legitimate guys who could play power forward for the Warriors. Can really shoot the ball 40-plus percent for his career. Can also pass the ball. Not the passer Batum is, but not a black hole. He's not Kelly Oubre. He's not Andrew Wiggins. He knows how to pass the ball. And like Batum, he was given a lot of money to be the man. And we all know he's not the man. We all know he's best when he's a role player when he's spotting up and moving the ball and doing those things, I think it's worth it to look at him. I think he's the type of guy who, if you get him on a team where he gets to be a role player, everyone will be like, wow, what a steal again. Yeah. I, I, I was a big auto Porter fan, so I'm not going to lie. And then you, you saw auto Porter as the man and you're like, this isn't it. <laughs> no, no. And he is a great role player. He also, I mean, I guess I'm not watching all the games that he's played the last few years. I got hella fat. Now you said injuries and you said part of that, but so it's did like, Batum though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was at least. <laughs> so did Boris Diaw. You get oh, paid. one of my favorite players of all time. You Boris get paid. Dio. You oh. get full. You know, then you, yeah. then you go chase a ring. Oh. Oh, Boris Diaw, I love it. Boris Diaw. Is there a guy like that in the NBA today? Yeah, like just athletic. Uh, Nick oh, Nick Batum. There's just nothing like him anymore. Nick Batum, by the way, did yeah, say the but- play. No, you got to hear me out on this one. Nick Batum said he watched Boris Diaw film when he went to the Clippers because that's who he's trying to model his late career game after, which I think is perfect. Late career, <laughs> late career Diaw was like one of the most effective role players in the NBA. Love him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but he was fat. Batum's in shape now. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Diaw's the best. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm good with Otto Porter. Me, to me, that feels like more of a uh, make good contract. Like it's like Look Batum, what Batum did last year where you take yeah. a vet minimum to prove you can still play so you can get yeah. money the following year. Yeah. That might not actually a, not yeah. a six mil. 
Like I don't, yeah, but you, I mean, that would be, that would be great. That'd be so much better than some of the moves they made last year. So yeah, I guess they had no choice. Right. But like, if you're talking about this year, I think that's a great <laughs> option. And Vetman, I think the Warriors do get Vetman players. They get some, I think Rudy Gay too, but, um, but yeah, that, that tax payment mid level is going to be, cause I think it's, it's, it's going to be they're They're willing to give it off for Batum. And I don't know how realistic that is, but I'm in, I'm in on Porter. I think Batum's going to get three of those offers and then it's down to which one he prefers. Like, does he want to go to the Lakers? Does he see upside with the Warriors? Is he more interested in, you know, uh, going to like Milwaukee and just giving them another wing guy, you know, maybe replace PJ Tucker because PJ is 800 years old. Although PJ never seems to age. I don't know. No. Um, Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. All right, let's end it here. We're going to be back on Sunday when free agency starts. We'll have some more thoughts on all this, but I think my big takeaway from the draft is they took upside. We don't really know what direction they're going in. And I think that's, what's frustrating has nothing to do with the players. It has everything to do with, are we in on development or are we going to actually chase it with Steph? Because right now they're sitting in like the, this middle space. That's just strange. It's there's no other team in the middle space like them. And at the end of the day, you're not, you don't have, the guys to do both. Um, you don't have the guys right now to win a championship, presumably, unless you tell me Clay is 100%. And then you don't have the guys to tell me that you're going to do a rebuild and have it work out perfectly because Wiseman and, and Kamingo, and they out. aren't yeah. top prospects. Yeah, they're not like number one prospects, right? If they had a shot tonight and they got Evan Mobley, then I'd be like, Sam, like, oh, now we're in business, right? Like, you can, you can do both sides, but they just, they're in the middle and they're not... They're if high, they go they're high way, upside guys, but they're not like sure things like Cade Cunningham. Like Cade's a sure thing. Yeah. As close as so, sure things you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I thought it was a good draft. I still give these guys an A for what the draft was. And uh, we'll be back Sunday night. And let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with Bradley Beal and Siakam. Yeah.